Welcome. You're listening to the Heritage Podcast. To learn more about Heritage, including meeting times and upcoming events, visit us online at www.heritageff.org. Now, let's get into today's podcast. Well, now, we've been staying and camping in the book of Ephesians for a little bit, and I want to pick this up. We're going to read one verse of scripture here out of the book of Ephesians, chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2, and we're reading it, verse 6. Read the whole book of Ephesians. It is powerful. But it says this in verse 10, For we are the workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. We were created in Christ Jesus for good works, and God that, which God prepared beforehand so that we, you and me, should walk in them. So God already prepared beforehand our victory. God already prepared beforehand our stand and our position and our benefits and our blessing and our health and our healing and our prosperity. All we need to do is believe what the Word said. You know, uh, backing up a little bit, Not I wasn't intending to read this, but if you read Ephesians chapter 1, it makes reference to this. He said, "We, according to verse 3, God has blessed us. Blessed be the God, the Father, Lord Jesus Christ, who blessed us with all spiritual blessings. We're already blessed before the foundation of the world. That's beforehand. So in this verse of Scripture, we are His workmanship. And you and I are highly crafted in Christ Jesus. And because of it, you and I do win in Jesus' name. Now, uh, let me make this statement to you. This just doesn't readily just fall on us. See, we've got to be willing to sit with Christ at the right hand in a divine positioning position. We are positioned in Christ. That means that this position is where we do our praying from, our living from, our thought life is from. It's from this area. Not from the world, not from what's throwing at us from the system, not from what's going on day to day. No, it's from the position in Christ. We are seated in Christ Jesus. But only those who are willing to live seated in Christ can rise up and walk in authority and experience victories. You and I have got to be willing to do this. You and I have got to be willing to rise up, to stand up, to, to do what God told us to do. See, victory is just not something we experience. Victors are who we are. Now, he overcame, and because he overcame, so do we. And so I love this statement, but we've got to be willing. You've got to be willing. I've got to be willing. Unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, there are people that have quit the race. And because they quit the race, you know, we don't know what the challenges were. We don't know where they're coming from. But if, you, if you're at the verge of quitting the race, don't quit. Don't quit the race. Many times I've said this. If you'll stay in the race, you'll run with the grace. And if you'll do that, you'll ultimately see his face. So stay in the race, man. Run it in Jesus' name. If you fell down, get back up and dust yourself off and get back in. And no judgment. Let's just keep running the race. But we got to be willing to walk in this. And we, when we do, the authority of God rises up on the inside. And then we experience victories. Victorious living is what we need to do. We need to have um, a victorious living mindset. Every one of us do. We're victorious already. Jesus made us that way. And only those who are willing to walk consistently in the word will experience authority while they're doing this other aspect of it, standing, sitting, walking, and standing. Today, we're going to engage in the subject matter of the word stand. And so here, let me, re let me reiterate again, only those who are willing to walk consistently 
in the word will experience authority while standing. Well, what do you mean standing? Well, now this is very important. We're going to get into this. As for walking, uh, our, uh, we have to first be made to sit together in Christ Jesus. The Christian walk, now listen close to what I'm about ready to say. The Christian walk is powerful. The living by, living by faith is just an, a powerful thing you and I must do. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Man, that's so powerful. That is so simple to read that verse of scripture. And faith is the substance of things that are hoped for. And it becomes the evidence of things not seen. And if you'll live by faith, no matter what you're going through, no matter, and listen to what I just said, no matter what you're going through. Psalmist said this, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. So, so listen, so he was saying, I'm going to go through some things. Well, let me help you here. You're going to go through some things. We are currently in the middle of going through some things. The Christian walk and warfare are, are alike. They go side by side and they derive their strength from this position here, standing. Living in Christ, walking in Christ, and standing in Christ. He is not sitting before God. Now watch this. A person who is a believer, standing on the word of God, is just not somebody sitting before God, sitting at home and just at luxury at home. He cannot hope or stand for the enemy. The enemy's coming, but you just can't hope, oh, the enemy will not find me here at my house. The enemy won't get me. Listen, the enemy's real. You better face it. There's a real devil. There's a real enemy. There are real demonic forces out there. But... Greater is he. Remember, there's more angels than there are demons. There's, there, God is greater than any satanic force. And so you and I win. We conquer. So you just can't hide at home and expect to casually read the Bible and win over the demonic forces. It won't happen. You've got to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You've got to confess the word of God day. Don't ever let up. Don't, don't ever let them think you got it. I don't care how long you've been in Christ. You better never listen. It's hard getting in an automobile and climbing a hill. Get in a bicycle and try to go uphill. Man, it, it takes a lot of strength in your upper and your legs to do so. In your arms, in your chest to, to ride uphill. It's very easy. You, could, you, could, you don't even have to pedal. You can just coast downhill. It's easier going up in uh, It's hard going when you're climbing with Christ and going up in the things of God. But it's very easy just to go downhill. All it takes is one moment for you to say, I got this. I don't need to read anymore. I don't need to pray anymore. I don't need to do it. That's warfare. And, and warfare has wore you out. Don't, don't let it wear you out. You can win in Jesus' name. Jesus is, is your conqueror. And, and we need to win. In the book of Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 6 and 7, there's a powerful thing that Paul wrote to Timothy. Very, very important that we read this. Now, in the book of Ephesians, we read that we're his workmanship. Isn't that powerful? We've been blessed before the foundation of the world. Isn't that awesome? We have a right to say, thank God I'm blessed. Thank God that, that I'm his workmanship. Thank God that, gee, that if I just seek first the kingdom of God is right, everything will be added unto me. But let me help you here. Uh, you, you're not going to get it that easy. Satan will fight you for every, every ounce of what you got. However, you and I win in Jesus' name. That's the key. You got to have that, that winner's mentality. 2 Timothy 4, 6 and 7 says this, as Paul wrote. For I, I am now ready to be offered. And the time of my, my departure, it's at hand. I, listen to Paul saying to Timothy, I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I kept the faith. Now watch this. Let me read it again. I fought a good fight. I finished my course, verse 7 says. I've kept the faith. I'm going to read that one more time. It's so powerful. Listen to the thing about standing. 
You've got to be seated in Christ. You've got to walk in Christ. Stand in Christ. I fought a good fight. How are you going to do that? You've got to be willing to stand. Even though you've been confessing the word, even though you've been in prayer, even though you've been reading, you've been going to conferences, you've been around the word. I don't care how many books on, on living by faith and walking by faith, the prayer you have. You know what? You're going to be, there's going to come a day in time where there's going to be a contest. There's going to be a challenge come up against you. There's going to be something that'll take place. And you've got to have the spiritual goods to last. You have to have the spiritual whereabout to say, not in the name of Jesus, not over my life, not over my home, not over my health, not over my finances. I trust my God, regardless of how it looks, regardless of how I feel, regardless of what others are doing. If somebody else walks away, my God, I will not walk away. No matter if somebody says, I don't believe in God no more. I still believe in the God who is the most high. I believe in God's love. I believe in God's mercy. I believe that Jesus Christ paid the price. I believe that I've been bought with the price. I believe that I live and not die. I believe that the blessing of the Lord is on me, that I can say this, the righteous have never been forsaken, and the seed do not bake bread. I am the righteousness of God. You are the righteousness of God. We're not beggars, no. We receive everything God has for us in Jesus' name. He said, I fought a good fight. Well, fighting a good fight. This is, this is what we're about ready to do. How could Paul say this? Paul wrote most of the New Testament. Paul was a, a man led of the Spirit of God. Think of all the, all the things that Paul did. Think of the churches that he got started. The church of Corinth. Man, he started that church in there. What a wonderful apostle he was. He started the church of Rome. What a great apostle he was. He started the church of, uh, in, in Ephesus. He started the church in Colossia. He started the church in Philippi. He, he wrote the book of Hebrews for us. Everything that he did, <clears throat> he was supernaturally inspired to do so. And then he makes this statement. However, it wasn't without challenge. You know that they tried to kill me, but some friends put me in a basket and lowered me down. I had to fight the good fight of faith, and I had to do it. Listen, some friends did that. They, they got, they, and that's a good fight of faith. You got to do that. He said, I was troubled. I was thrown in the sea. I was almost shipwrecked several times. I was bit by a snake. I was betrayed by, by brethren. Do you know what that brother means? People in the church. People that he hung around, people that prayed with him. You ever been betrayed? You can't be betrayed by an enemy. By an enemy, you can only be betrayed by, by a friend. Only a friend can betray. Some of you let close. Oh, every one of us at one time or another been betrayed. And so Paul was betrayed. He even knew some of the people. He said, my God, he goes, hey, but I turned them over. I turned them over because they had reprobate minds. I turned them over. He had challenges. He was, he was alone. He never married. He, 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 he walked by faith. And everything he did, he said, I know how to abound. I know how to be abased. And he says, you know what? I found out that abounding is far better for your sake. And he said, listen, I made a decision one time. He said, it was, I wanted to go home. But for your sakes, I decided to stay. What a man of God. That's living by faith. I'd rather stay here. I could go see Jesus right now. I have permission. I could go to heaven. I finished my course. I could go to heaven right now. But for you, for you. For you, I decided to stay. Think about that. And, gee, and so Paul had, had an authority that he walked in. He spoke with authority. He had a commanding spirit about him. And you and I have got to have this commanding spirit about us. We get it by sitting with Christ, by walking in authority, and by standing firm on the promises of Almighty God. Come hell or high water, we're going to say, heaven is with us. Heaven has birthed us. Heaven has clothed us. Heaven has backed us. Heaven has funded us. Heaven has enriched us. Glory be to God. So he said, I fought a good fight. 
And he's telling Timothy, Timothy, remember this. I was in a fight and I'm telling you right now, Pastor Timothy, fight a good fight. I have finished my course. And if I finish my course, Timothy, so can you. Finish your course. Don't quit in the middle of it. Don't quit your assignment in the middle of what you're supposed to do. Uh, regardless of who you are, I don't care if you've been saved one week, if you've been saved one year, there's a God-given assignment birthed on the inside of you. Discover it. Discover it. It's just not going to fall on you. It's your discovery now. You've already been born of the Spirit of God. Somewhere inside of you is this mighty voice of Almighty God saying, rise up and fulfill what I told you to do. It may be like for me, I'm called to be a pastor. I'm called to travel and do some things. I'm called to function as a prophet, if you will. For some of you, you may be called to usher and never quit it. You may be called to run sound department in your church. Don't ever quit it. You may be called to governments, do the finances, do other things. Be a board. Don't ever quit it. Don't ever run because you're discouraged. I don't like what I see. Who said you have to like it? You have to love God more than what you like in the world. You got to love God more than how your feelings are. No, they, they didn't treat me right. Well, they didn't treat Jesus right and he never quit. He went to the cross, fulfilled his assignment, rose again from the dead and ascended up into heaven. Did he like it? No. He said, if this cup could pass, well, then let it pass. But nevertheless, let thy will be done. Are you that strong? Are you standing enough to say, nevertheless, how I feel in the flesh, how I feel in my emotions, I'm going to stand, having done all to stand, and I'm going to fulfill my assignment. I may not like where I'm at, but I love God more than what I like in the flesh and how my feelings are in the flesh. Oh, man, this is standing. Fight the good fight of faith. It's not the easiest thing to do. You know, sometimes God will tell you, you got to fight the good fight of faith. I want you to go over there and walk in love. I want you to forgive. Forgive? Are you kidding me? Do you know what they did to me? Well, you know what they did to me on the cross? You know how many people turned their back? I fed them, the multitude, and I never, I never once judged them. I never once spoke against them. No, I loved them so much that I was willing to die on the cross for them. Well, are you willing to bear, take up your cross and walk? Listen, if you've got to walk up to somebody and say, please forgive me, with no buts and no ands and no ifs connected to it. You've got to be willing to do this in the name of Jesus. I fought the good fight. I finished my course. If you're on your course and you're walking your course, you're not finished yet. Listen, I'm not finished with my race. I haven't finished my course. I'm not ready to, to, to uh, allow, allow this body, this holy temple, uh, to be underground. I'm not ready for it. No, I've got to finish my course. i got too much to do right now. Come on, I'm still young. I'm only 66. i got so much to do. So, much, so many things I've got to accomplish for God. So many things the Spirit of the Lord told me about. I ain't got time to be switching and going from here to here and going from there to there and quitting and saying, well, maybe I'm over there. Maybe I should go over there. Somebody doesn't like me here. I guess I should go there. No, no, no. It's not about what I like. It's not about what I want in the flesh. It's about what God told me to do. And I'm standing steadfast in it. I am going to finish my course. And for those of you involved in our church, we're going to finish our course. Listen to me, church. I love you. And as your pastor, I will never back down from telling you truth and never back down from telling you reality and telling you what it is that God said. I'll not, I'll not tolerate you falling into, into fables and genealogies and all that stuff. My job is to tell you the truth. My job is not to be your best friend. My job is to walk in my God-given authority and go to the scripture, not opinion, not feeling. Well, I think, no, no, no. You've never heard me say, I think about God. No, no, I know my God and I know that my Redeemer lives and I know that He lives for you. He is El Shaddai. He's the one who's the breasty one, the all-sufficient one. He is Jehovah Jireh. He is the one who supplies all our needs. Jehovah Rapha. He's the God that heals you. I'm here to tell you and I'm telling you as bold as I can. Right now in the midst of all this, 
our God is not only able, but he's willing and already did make you rich in Christ. You're already rich in wealth, rich in healing, rich in deliverance, rich in freedom. Our God reigns. We finished the course and we kept the faith. Listen to this. How do you know that you finished the course? You kept the faith. You kept your faith in God. You didn't back up. The word faith doesn't mean denomination. It doesn't mean churchism, religion, philosophies, theories. It means the word of God. You kept the substance of God deep in your heart. Your words you hid in your heart that you would not sin against him. How do you sin? You walk away in the midst of a challenge. Oh, but that's not you. And that's not me. Listen to me. I don't care how rough it gets. I don't care how tough it gets. You're stronger than whatever's coming against you. You can defeat it in Jesus. I don't care what they name it. They can name it leprosy. They can, they, they can name it uh, leukemia. They can name it cancer. They can name it COVID-19. I don't care what else they name. It's subject to the name of Jesus Christ. Listen to me. Listen to your pastor. Look at me. Jesus is Lord of all. And he covers every aspect of it. And you are delivered and you're free. Another way that you and I can express this and the impact of this is Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 and verse 11. Go to this and then we're going to also read verses 13 and 18. But notice this, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 and 11. And, and this is the conclusion of his writings, chapter 1, chapter 2, verse chapter 3, and then 4, 5, and then we get into the 6th chapter and it makes this reference. He said, finally... Oh, I like that word finally. In other words, I'm bringing this into capsule. Everything, that word finally means everything about chapter 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and up to 6 until this moment. Finally. It's all conclusive in here. Let me, let me just put it in a capsule, Paul says. Be strong in the Lord. <laughs> Glory be to God. Are you strong in the Lord? Are you strong? Can you get, stand in your living room and shout unto God with a voice of triumph? Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Honor the Most High God. Speak of His wondrous works. Glory in Him. Give Him honor and give Him glory. Let not your heart be troubled. Why are you cast down, O my soul? Hope thou in God. Be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Not yours, His might. Not by might, the prophet said, Zephaniah. Not by might nor by power, but by His strength. We got to do this. By the power of Almighty God. And then in verse 11 he said, Put on the whole armor of God. That, that's not daily, ladies and gentlemen. When you get born again and you get a revelation, you live in, you walk in, you sleep in, you eat in, you pray in, you confess within the armor of God. Don't ever take it off. I, don't ever try to go through a mechanism and say, well, I'm putting on the helmet and now I'm putting on the, the feet, my feet with a shot of the preparation of the gospel of peace. Now I'm putting on my breastplate. And then when you go to bed, I'm taking off my helmet. No, don't ever do that. You wear this garment consistently. I'm going to take this natural suit off that you see right now. But I don't take on the I don't take off the armor of God. Do you know that this armor of God is the clothing of God? I'm clothed with God's armor. I'm clothed with God's glory. I'm clothed with the essence of God. My armor consists of who God is. The helmet of salvation covers my mind so I don't have to think wrong thoughts. I don't have to think thoughts of crises. I can think thoughts of Christ. I don't have to live in, in constant despair. No, no, I understand that my God is always there. I don't need to live and try to cope in life. I live with hope in life. I don't have to try to say, oh, it's so you don't understand what I'm going through. No. Put on the whole armor of God. The whole armor of God that you may be able, listen close to it, here we are, that you may be able to stand against 
the wiles of the devil. The wiles of the devil. Now let me tell you here. Uh, 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 let, me, let me back up and I'll continue here. That you may be able to withstand, verse 13, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand, stand therefore, having girded your loins, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having your feet shod with feet, shod your feet with the preparation of gospel peace, taking up the shield and the helmet and the sword of the spirit. If you look at all that, here's what you got to do. Uh, stand with your, the loins girded about you. That means with the honest, the mindset that God's with you. Put on the breastplate of righteousness. Your feet must be shod. The gospel must be what you walk in. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not ashamed of what Jesus Christ did for me. I'm not ashamed to be called a Christian. I'm not ashamed to be called one of those individuals that are filled with the Holy Ghost and power. I'm not ashamed to be called one of those people that pray in tongues and worship God. I'm not ashamed of one of those individuals that lay hands on the sick and cast out devils. I am not ashamed of one of those that call those things that be not as though they were. I am not one of those individuals who, who cower and say, well, you know, I don't know about God today. I don't know what he thinks. I don't know what I'm going to do. No, no, I know what God will do. I know what God will do in every situation. It's found here in the word of God. So we got to live by the scripture. I'm his workmanship. If he created me, I ought to give honor to him. I ought to worship him. That's what you got to do. And so we realize this, that by living by faith and walking by faith, we do this. So to stand in faith, what does that mean to us? Well, how do I stand in faith? The word stand in faith means that you keep going even when you don't see answers before you. Now think about that. Even when you don't see in the natural answers before you, you just keep going. Why? Because we know that if we pray, and we know that he hears us, then we know that we have the petition or the answers given to us when we pray. What things ever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them. And guess what? You shall have them. So you and I've got to believe. The moment we go into prayer, we believe that we receive. Yeah, we don't have to see something natural. I believe that I receive. I believe that I receive. Now, it's very, it's very important. that you see it. Not even when there's a natural indication. There's not even when there's a, some natural indication that, that you have what you say. You can't back down. You don't have to go by that. I see this. I, I'll, I'll see this happen. I do this. No, no, no. You don't go by your natural eyes to see it happen. You don't need to do that. Now watch this. Pressure. Wow, what a word. Adversity. Another challenging word. And the loss of friends and families. Man, that's a, that's a powerful statement. People are doing that today. You live for Christ the moment you accept Jesus Christ. People that you thought that were closest to you may back away from you. You just keep walking with God. Some may experience financial difficulties. Others persecuted. In today's term, we call that bullying. There are people that are, that are bullied on the Internet. There are people that are being bullied because you say something. Right now, it's so easy to Google anything and put their thumbs down or, or give a, a, a bad emoji on somebody and, and go after them. They, they do all kinds of stuff, mock them, and they ridicule them. It's so easy today. But back in, that, back in Timothy's day, back in Timothy's day, let me help you here. I'm not going to go into a whole lot of detail. Back in Timothy's day, Paul, the apostle, when he said, I fought the good fight of faith, what does that mean? See, you and I, we live in this wonderful, blessed country of ours. We go through some times of inconvenience and people can't handle it. Some people can't handle it if they get in a, a fast food line and it takes longer than five minutes to get their food. What's going on here? They get irritated. They get mad. 
If they can't pick up something, they get in a fight in a, in a market right now. What, what, come on. People get so easily offended because somebody says something about their hair, their, their color, their eyes, their political preference. They, they get so upset. Come on. When did we ever get so touchy? Some of you, I know you, you were in gangs. And you didn't whip out. Some of you that were in gangs, you didn't get offended because somebody said something to you. Man, you just, you know, you didn't do any of that. But today, Christians, oh my God. And the world today, they get so offended by little, little words that people say. Looks they give them. And they get so offended. Come on, you and I, by the glory of Almighty God, must stand steadfast. We must be strong. What did Paul mean when I fought the good fight of faith? What was his meaning? Think about this. During Paul's time when he wrote this, we all say this. Well, he was in prison. Why? Well, there was a leader by the name, I know you all know his name, Nero. Nero was in charge. Nero burnt down Rome. He burnt down Rome and he blamed Christianity for it. There's several reasons why he did this. And he burnt down Christianity. He was against the church. And the church was backing away from worshiping God. They were backing away. Paul started the churches, got people born again in Corinth. He got, they got him born again in, in, in Philippi, in, in Colossia, and he got him born again in Ephesus. He got him born again in all these different communities. And, and in Ephesus, Timothy was a, straight, a great pastor of a church. And we find this out that while he was doing this, they were taking Christians and crucifying them. They were killing them. I'm not going to get into the gory details. Uh, that, that's just uh, so demonic, the stuff they did. But this is what was going on. Read Acts chapter 19, verse 19. Then read verse 26 to 27. Matter of fact, do yourself a good thing and read all of Acts chapter 19. And you'll find this out. That at one time in Acts chapter 19, verse 19, Paul preached such a powerful message that the sorcerers and the witchcraft and all of those necromancers and all those people in witchcraft, they got born again. And do you know what they did? They threw, the Bible said, 50,000 of their monetary system into a fire and they burnt it. Do you know what that equates out today? Almost $10 million. Can you imagine being born again and having that many witches and that many sorcerers coming to get us? I'm born again and I don't need this, this false god no more. And they burned their wealth, threw it in the fire. That was serious stuff. They changed the economy. That's why they were after Paul. That's why they raised people up, because they were angry at Paul. Can you imagine? Have you ever preached the gospel? Have you ever lived it so much that, that demons, get, uh, demons get free? Have you ever changed the economy with your faith? you got to change your economy with the faith, but have you changed the economy of everybody else? Have you been able to work with somebody else? Joanne and I were talking about this today, how the Spirit of the Lord helped us and blessed us. And, and, and at, at this particular time of this recording, we've given away 12 vehicles in our life, paid for and gave it away. Bless somebody. We've given away furniture. We've given away that. How can you do that unless you have a God that's with you? Was it convenient? Was it excess? No, but it was the will of God for us to do it. He spoke to our hearts and we did it. We changed somebody's economy and we tortured hell when we did it. Can you imagine that? The power of God's in operation. So when the situation says there's no evidence that God is going to answer, you keep going on because you have the word of God. That's what standing means. I'm going to keep moving forward. I'm going to do what God told me to do regardless of it. God's word to you today is stand. Right now, stand firm. Stand steadfast. Stand with conviction. Stand with, with the grace of God. Stand knowing that mercy is with you. Do you realize that when God spoke 
and you see Paul writing to 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy, and the book of Titus, read the, the, uh, the, uh, uh, when he begins to speak to Timothy. He adds a word. In all the other Gospels, he has grace and peace be to you. But when he spoke to Timothy in 1, 2, and Titus, he mentions this. Grace, mercy, and peace. He has mercy only to those writings. Grace, mercy, and because they needed mercy at that time. And he said, I'm going to not only bring you grace and peace, I'm coupling that with mercy, and I'm covering you with the mercy because you need it. Some of you are struggling. Some of you are going through great adverse moments. Right now, and as we speak to you, some of you are going through adverse moments. I'm not, uncertainties about work, uncertainties about job, uncertainties about your health and what the news is saying. Oh, you know, somebody maybe have underlying issues or something with the immune system, and they may get sick, they may get disease. Well, the, you know, from a natural standpoint that all makes sense but we live by faith and not by sight we see the grace of God in us Romans chapter 11 verse 20 makes a statement as we get ready to close here Romans chapter 11 verse 12 says this well because of unbelief they were broken off but thou standest in faith be not high-minded be not high-minded no 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 be not high-minded and don't fear so you stand in faith so you ought to say this to me, I stand in faith. Second, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 13 in the Amplified says this. Be alert and on your guard. Stand firm in your faith. Your conviction, respecting man's relationship to God and divine things. Keeping the trust in holy fervor. Born of faith and part of it. Act like men and courageous and grow in strength. Oh, man, that's powerful. The Greek word for stand with its following preposition against it means this. Hold your holy ground. Hold your holy ground. It's holy. It's yours. It's your ground. It's your position. It's your job. It's your health. Hold on to it. Don't turn it loose. Don't let the word slip out. I think I've said, no, no, don't do it. I'm well. I'm healthy. and I'm strong in Jesus' name. We don't, we listen close. We do not need to fight to obtain what's already ours. If it's already yours, I don't need to wake up. I didn't need to wake up this morning and ask Joanne after 46 years. Joanne, will you marry me? We're already married. We got married 46 years ago and it's stuck. Glory be to God. And we're still happily married and we're still in love with each other. So I'm not begging her to get married. Listen. Let me explain. Warfare in today's daily, daily talk simply means a, a command to march. When you see warfare, get up and march. Get up and march. However, don't march to get something. March to protect something. March to protect what God already gave you. During this time, during the time when Paul was writing, armies would go in and subdue a kingdom to get and earn something. They'd acquire land. We don't do that. We're the army of the Almost High God. Come on. We are soldiers of the Most High God. Soldiers of the cross. We're soldiers of righteousness. So as soldiers, stand up strong. Be suited for God. Wear that armor of God. You're constantly have, you don't need to fight again and again and again to get what God already gave you. God told us, no, told us not to do this. He didn't tell us to march into oblivion. He told us to stand strong. The word stand applies the ground that disputed over by the enemy is really God's. Therefore, it's ours. Satan's trying trying to lie and say that property is not yours. It is yours. So you don't need to struggle to gain what your God-given rights. Our God-given position in Christ Jesus already gives us our rights. Oh, this is so powerful, ladies and gentlemen. So listen to me. 
Do you realize that nearly all the weapons deal with defense and, and, and offense and they deal with this? And the difference is, is that we already require, we already own it. So since we already own it, don't beg God to do it. Now listen to this. I'm going to close with this, this powerful statement. We must keep what is already ours. So we must stop using prayer. Stop using confession to beg God for things that have already been freely given. Don't beg God for what he already gave you. I want more power. Where's you going to get it? You already have it. Oh, Holy Spirit, please come down. Our songs are riddled with this. Our songs are riddled with, come, Holy Spirit. He's already here. Come, power. Send it on down. It's already here. The power of God's already here. So we don't need to ask for that. You already have strength. You already have ability. Jesus Christ doesn't have to die again. He already died, did it once. And Satan is defeated. And Jesus is Lord. And he gave all power and authority over to you and I. All we need to do is stay seated in Christ, walk in our God-given authority, and stand firm by trusting Almighty God. And thank you for joining me today. I believe this was a blessing to you. I sure love you. I thank God for you. Listen, if you're one of those going through those challenges, let me pray with you right now. You don't need to be outside the kingdom. You don't need to be outside God. God loves you, and He's reaching out to you right now. I don't care where you've gone, I don't care how far you've gone. Just turn around. Just turn around, and you'll find that God's been following you the whole time. God loves you. So pray this prayer with me. If you don't, outside of Jesus Christ, you don't know him or you want to rededicate your life, say this with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I give my life to you. And I believe Jesus is Lord. If you were encouraged by today's message and believe it would be uplifting to others, then be sure to rate us and hit subscribe. To experience more of Heritage, visit us at www.heritageff.org. Again, thank you for listening to the Heritage Podcast today. And remember, Jesus is Lord.